I remember the electricity uh, of being speaking in front of uh, 50,000 people or something like that, which I've done um, in one of those rooms and just seeing all the little icons of everybody that's there and the numbers is uh, amazing, you know, as well as just, you know, hanging out with 10 people and, and talking to your friends. I think those two experiences are extremely different from podcasting and also very compelling, um, but perhaps uh, more of a sign of a moment that we were all going through <laughs> sort of being inside and having, you know, the, the, uh, the desire to connect uh, that I think has, you know, passed a little bit. Um, even if there's uh, longevity to, to the app, I think it's certainly not going to be taking over podcasting anytime soon. Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. Sound plays a more important role in human behavior and our decision-making than you may realize. In this podcast, I'll help you understand the art and science of sound so you can better influence others in business and your life. I'm your host, Jody Krangel. Let's delve a little deeper. Here's the second part of my interview with Mike Caden. I'm curious about something more. I'm wondering which genres of podcasts tend to make the most amount of money for the hmm. advertisers that you have on your platform. Yeah, uh, the the answer to that is golf. Uh, golf podcasts uh, really? make, make the most money on Red Circle. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it's a combination of like expensive equipment and then like rich people listening um, that make those uh, attractive for multiple different types of advertisers. Um, what I will also say is that advertising, as powerful as it is, uh, as a revenue generator, um, if you look at the podcasts that are making the most money per download, in other words, the most money for their audience size, um, those are actually the shows that monetize with listener payments where they collect a couple bucks from their fans. And so, you know, the whole like hundred or thousand true fans idea where if you can collect five bucks a month from uh, from a thousand fans, uh, you know, you can live off that. And uh, that I think is, uh, is the ultimate way to monetize uh, if, you, if you can create compelling content that people are willing to pay for. Um, on the other hand, for advertising, I think, uh, you know, technology podcasts, uh, investing podcasts, folks that have either business leaders and decision makers listening, uh, or, um, or in general, just sort of more affluent listeners. Um, that said, um, you know, a lot of advertisers are interested in uh, household decision makers, and those tend to be moms. And, uh, you know, for better or for worse, uh, I mean, it, you know, we don't have to get into the politics of that, but that's the reality that we live in. And so um, uh, a lot of sort of content oriented towards millennial women tends to monetize very well. So that's true crime, which for whatever reason, tends to be like 90% women um, and um, sort of uh, more uh, mindfulness and spirituality shows, things like that, that, uh, that can be targets for uh, advertisers that are looking to, uh, to talk to these folks. Um, but the like big brands uh, that you see on television um, that are, uh, you know, been around advertising to moms for years and years, they really haven't penetrated down into podcasting very much because despite the industry overall uh, arriving at a $1.4 billion in advertising spend this year, um, that's still, you know, relatively small potatoes relative to uh, all the other digital and non-digital forms of advertising. And so, you know, if you really want to move the needle and your uh, bounty 
Um, you know, you're going to look to TV, you're going to look to uh, digital forms of advertising where you can deploy larger amounts of spend more easily. Um, platforms like ours, uh, more programmatic advertising that's emerging into podcasting should make it more easier for brands to deploy large, uh, large volumes of funds uh, into the space uh, as it grows. Yeah, I can't remember where I saw this, but I did hear a report that for the first time in like forever, uh, television is actually less popular than streaming media. Mm, yeah, I mean, that's quite something. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening up there is truly crazy, you know, and the growth in podcasting has been amazing, but the growth in uh, connected television, OTT television advertising has been even faster and is a larger industry. Um you know, a lot of the technologies that enable that around attribution to help brands understand whether their dollars are being well spent um, overlap with podcasting, where the call to action is not a, a click through or you can measure things super easily. It's a more complex story than that. And a lot of the technology that's been developed uh, in both of these markets uh, uh, overlap and help it make possible for advertisers to measure and understand their campaigns without you know, where, where uh, somebody might hear a podcast today on their iPhone uh, and then buy it three days later on their laptop. Um, you know, this is a kind of a complicated uh, problem to solve uh, that a lot of uh, technology has emerged to help with thanks to all the interest in, in connected television. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just fascinating to see where it's all going. For podcasts, how do you think it's going to be made easier for people to do those direct purchases? Is there a possibility for that to happen when, it, when this is all audio? Um, yes, but no. I mean, <laughs> I think there's ways to make it <laughs> yeah. easier. Um, you know, for example, one of the features that we've been looking to pursue is to automatically put the, you know, URL with the promo code in the episodes notes, which we don't do automatically right now that, you know, that can help a little bit. I think Spotify has some proprietary stuff where they can put a banner ad up in the app while a podcast ad is playing. These will help to give a better picture and can maybe make it easier for listeners who do want to make a purchase, but you know. I don't know about you, but when I'm listening to podcasts, I'm doing the dishes, I'm taking out the trash, you know, everything this, but this, this, this only past concentrating. Weekend, yeah. I was, um, I stained my deck, which took way too long. And I'll save you that story, but it was no fun. But <laughs> I probably listened to 10 hours of podcasts while I was doing it. And, you know, when my hands are dirty or busy, uh, I'm not trying to take the phone out. That's the point. So um, I think in the end of the day, you know, we can make it easier for listeners, but. Um, one of the things that makes audio so powerful, as we described in the beginning of this chat, you know, is, is your ability to recall and its influence kind of in the back of your mind, not the front. And so um, uh, in the end of the day, I think that's what most advertisers are after, uh, as easy as it would be to measure things directly. I think there, the technology has emerged to make it possible to know that your dollars are well spent without knowing, hey, this specific listener heard this specific ad at this date and time. Uh, on this specific show and we can just know hey this person came from podcasting and overall i put two dollars into podcasting and four dollars came out i think most advertisers are good with that and all the stuff that's been happening uh changes in ios uh and and uh cookie-less world that is coming in the future i think advertisers in general are just going to have to get more used to the idea that they're not going to get end-to-end -end, you know perfect tracking of every listener which is good for our privacy, um, but they are going to have the tools to know that their dollars are well spent and, and that should be good enough. Very good point. Yeah. And uh, I, for one, am happy with a cookie-less world, you know, although, you know, chocolate chips, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but, but beyond that, 
I think our th- I think our security and our privacy has actually been compromised in a lot of ways over the years, and we've just learned to accept it. And I think there are ways that we can claw back at that a little bit, like you say. So yeah, there's, I'm sure lots coming down the pike. <laughs> yeah. And you know, look, Apple making those uh, privacy changes in the iPhone was a big step. I think it's important for everybody to understand uh, that's a huge, you know, trillion dollar plus multinational corporation. They're not actually that interested in your privacy. They're interested. That's a branding move for them. And, and they're obviously totally. a- Apple is very good at that. Um, but you know, what happened out of that is they grew their own advertising, uh, uh revenue, uh, tremendously, uh, at Facebook's expense. Maybe that's a trade-off you're happy with, but I think it's important. And, and maybe I am too. Um, but I think it's important to understand, you know, these giant companies, they're not, they're not, um, you know, they're not here for, for our interest. They're, they're yeah. here for theirs. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But, you know, even if Facebook decided to follow suit, uh, I don't think that would be a bad thing. <laughs> no, not not at all. Yeah. And and, and as a as an advertising uh, in, in podcasting uh, business leader, um, what it does is if it, all the advertising in other media becomes harder, uh, it's good for podcasting, because that's been one of the reasons why people have held back from podcasting is, oh, it's hard to track. We don't know exactly where the dollars are going. Um, well, if that becomes true everywhere, uh, then podcasting gets uh, elevated to a, a level playing field. So true. Yeah, very much so. So that'll be good for podcasters. And uh, good for your network as well, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I chose this thing because I just became obsessed with it by accident. But uh, luckily, I chose an interesting and growing market um, for the business, which is great. Makes Very true. Easier, yeah. that's for sure. Are you looking for ways to improve your company's or podcast's impact? You'd be surprised how powerful the use of an intentional audio branding strategy can be. Want to know more? I have a free downloadable PDF that gives you my five tips for implementing an intentional audio strategy at voiceoversandvocals.com slash audio dash branding dash strategy. That location does ask to put you on a mailing list just to send you updates on when the new podcasts come out. But if you really don't want to give your email out, I understand. Just contact me directly. My email is all over my website and I'll make sure you get that PDF without needing to sign up anywhere. If you do sign up, though, you also get access to a resources section called The Studio, where I have videos, white papers and PDFs, discounts from my guests, and snippets of audio from my guests that no one else gets to hear. So maybe it's worth your while. Totally up to you. And of course, if you're looking for voiceovers, you can get in touch with me about that, too. Now, back to the podcast. And along those lines, I'm curious where you think this is going in the future. What are you excited about for podcasting and podcast advertising? Yeah, I mean, I think we just went through something as many businesses and categories of businesses have done during the pandemic where, you know, there were a bunch of major shifts that happened. Um, You know, uh, a ton of new podcasts got created, like a, a million, many millions, actually. The total number of podcasts ever created increased by multiples over the last two years. And podcasting is, you know, 15, 20 years old, um, almost 20. And so, um, you know, that's amazing. A bunch of new creators enter the space. A lot of them churned out. A lot of them didn't stick with it. A lot of them, you know, developed it as a hobby. Their friends were doing it or whatever. Um, And so now I think we're in a new 
space where sort of the 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 casual podcasters have come through and now it's time to sort of roll our sleeves up and get back to work again and those of us who are committed to it are going to continue to work and grow at it um the other thing that's amazing that has happened over the last couple of years is that you know right in the beginning of the pandemic we all were inside you know many of us afraid and like what's going on in this world um and your commute disappeared your trip to the gym disappeared um, you know, you were staying inside and hanging with your friends and your family and so, uh, or whoever you live with. And so, um, uh, podcasting, you know, was people thought, okay, wh when am I going to listen to podcasts? Like, I, you know, this, this is, uh, this is going to decrease listenership. And I think for a short time it did. Um, but over time, uh, this habit that we have as people and as, as consumers, um, found new ways into our lives, right? When we're doing the dishes, we started listening to podcasts when we, um, you know, are, uh, cleaning the floor or whatever other things you're doing in the house. And over time, listenership recovered without nearly as many people commuting without nearly as many people going to the gym, uh, in a public place as before. And so, you know, what is amazing for me is the resilience of this medium through all kinds of economic change. You know, if I go around and look through, um, downtown San Francisco, I don't know if you've, if you've been there since uh, the pandemic started, but it's dead. There's not a single person walking around there anymore. I, I used to live there nobody's going to the office. Right. And that was my, I used to bike to and from my office every day and get 50 minutes of, uh, of podcasting there and back. Um, the fact that podcasting has made it through that, but commercial real estate is like bajillion dollar industry is destroyed. Um, is a sign of sort of how ingrained this, uh, this habit is for consumers now, um, which I'm really excited about for the future, super resilient. And I expect it to continue to grow. The last thing I'll say about that is the other thing that happened during the pandemic, uh, was a um, was an explosion of uh, social audio, right? So Clubhouse and yes. Twitter Spaces and all mm -hmm. these things. These have persisted to some degree, um, but Clubhouse, maybe not so much. Uh, Twitter Spaces may be doing a little bit better. Um, you know, a lot of folks were like, is this the end of podcasting? This is incredible. Like, the, you know, this uh, engaging experience of uh, kind of being there live in the moment. Um, and, uh, as it turns out, Red Circle was actually out raising money at the time. And all the VCs that we were talking to were saying, Hey, you know, is, is podcasting over is like clubhouse going to take over. <laughs> and my answer to that was like, no, I mean, this thing is 15 years old as it is. Um, and there's 40% of American adults listening to a podcast every month. This thing isn't going anywhere. And, um, you know, over the last couple of years, I think that's, that's played out in terms of continued growth in podcasting and a, a sharp decline in how many folks are using social audio. Yeah, I, I don't think that um, Clubhouse may be the final form of that or Twitter spaces. And I think Twitter has actually devalued showing mm. spaces at this point. So they're not even really promoting it as much as they were. Um, mm. I'm still on Clubhouse and I have weekly discussions on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern all about the power of sound. But I do that as an addendum to my podcast because right. my podcast is released on the same morning. So mm. it's released on Wednesday mornings and I have the clubhouse discussion later on. And we talk about sometimes what I was talking about in the podcast and sometimes just other things having to do with sound. And I think that the interest is still there and clubhouse is, uh, I think they're retaining the people who are the diehard fans, right? That's they're still there. I think the people that were testing it out and um, playing around with it, I think, are are going elsewhere. And that's not there's not 
you know, there's not one format that's perfect for everybody. So I think that's just fine. But I don't think that it was ever meant to take over podcasts. I think it was meant to be another addition to or a way for people to connect on a one-to-one basis in the real time, as opposed to listening to a podcast, which is a very passive medium. As you, I mean, right. you know, right? Like the, the whole yeah. point of that, that's why it's hard to know who's listening because no one's going to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. I think it's, uh, I don't mean to say that social audio is not amazing. I mean, I, I remember the electricity uh, of being, speaking in front of uh, 50,000 people or something like that, which I've done um, in one of those rooms and just seeing all the little icons of everybody that's there and the numbers is, uh, amazing, you know, as well as just, you know, hanging out with 10 people and, and talking to your friends. I think those two experiences are extremely different from podcasting and also very compelling. Um, but perhaps a, more of a sign of a moment that we were all going through <laughs> sort of being inside and having, you know, the, the, uh, the desire to connect, uh, that I think has, you know, passed a little bit. Um, even if there's uh, longevity to, to the app, I think it's certainly not going to be taking over podcasting anytime soon. Oh, no, no. And I'm not sure. I, In fact, I'm pretty positive that's not really what they had in mind in the first place. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I, I think it's a great addendum to having a podcast. If you want to have a discussion with your audience after the podcast airs mm. and, and you want to uh, compel people to participate, then I think it's a great medium for that. And also, I think that over the pandemic, especially, and, and maybe this has to do with the rise of podcasts as well, you know, having doubled, tripled the amount of podcasts that are out there in the last couple of years, we need that human connection that the voice provides. And, and voice is a very powerful thing. So I'm, you know, I talk about the power of sound here, but the power of voice as a power of sound is a power of connection. And so people listening to someone's voice on a podcast can be very powerful and mm. having a discussion with someone can be very powerful because you hear that authenticity in the voice that you're listening to and communicating right. with. So, yep. yeah, there's there's a lot to it. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of podcasters, um, when they first hear from their audience, um, that can be a really powerful experience for them as well. And so podcasters that set up like voicemails where their listeners can call in and leave a voicemail. Um, you know, there's a couple different apps and plugins that you could use on your website where listeners can come and, and record something and send it back to you. There's a, a, a movement, a collection of uh, nerds, I like to call them, and I mean that in a good way, uh, who are putting together an extension to podcasts, RSS feeds, which are the technology behind distribution for podcasts that allow for listeners to send um, essentially Bitcoin in real time to uh, to the host of a podcast along with a little message and it gives you an opportunity to sort of, you know, say something or get into the host mind. A lot of times the host will read them on the air as well. And so, you know, there's lots of ways to connect with the community that are not a real time conversation, but are a nice way host for host both to like learn and and connect with their audience and then also to keep the audience engaged because, um, you know, it's sort of similar to like a radio show where you call in and, and make a, 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 a request, uh, you know, keeping people listening and engaged to the show through their own interactions is another powerful way to, to retain your audience and, and help grow the show. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, I have something like this set up on my own podcast called Witlingo. So mm. I have a Witlingo audio station and people can leave me voice messages that way. And I love to feature, you know, podcast reviews on my actual podcast and just mm. have them say it in their own voice. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's cool. fun. It's a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. So there's all sorts of ways, like you say, but yeah, there's a lot of considerations and um, yeah, there's just so much to think about when you're putting out a podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just it's just lonely thing, you know. You say in, in your case, at least you get one other person. Some people they just sit down in front of a microphone and go. Um, and uh, when you find out there's somebody on the other end there who listens and cares about what you have to say, and and you know cares so much that they take time out of their day to send you something back, uh, you know that can be pretty powerful, especially if you're in there hustling and, and doing a lot of hard work to get to the point that you're at. Yeah, super powerful. Actually having that exchange. It's it's amazing to me still that that people will out of the blue tell me that they're listening to the podcast that I had no mm. idea were listening. Right. And yeah, like <laughs> I'm sure you've experienced this at least vicariously through some of your uh, people on your on your platform there, but yeah, it's it's kind of a high. <laughs> totally. I know it takes some effort to write a review, and I know how busy and, let's face it, kind of stressful our lives are right now, so it means a lot that you take the time to let me know how you feel about the podcast. Bruce at Mindfulness Mode writes, This is a gift to any business. This podcast gives a whole new perspective to branding and every business owner needs to hear it. Jody has a terrific voice and presence as an interviewer, and she draws out the best from her guests. There are powerful lessons you need to hear right now to pump new life into your business. Thank you so much for your thoughtful words, Bruce. I really appreciate it. And now back to the show. The other yeah. thing interesting for us is two of our uh, best employees um, found Red Circle by listening to a podcast that's distributed by us. And so, you know, they, they, they're so, oh, what's this company that, uh, that this podcaster's partnered with? And, you know, that's my business operations manager and my VP of advertising both. And so, you know, you never know sort of what might come out of, uh, of, uh, engaging with the podcast that you listen to, you know, maybe it's a job, maybe it's just uh, some fun and some interaction. So true. Yeah. So taking this sort of back to the beginning, what would you suggest that someone, uh, do when they're just starting a podcast? Do you have any advice for people who are just starting out? Mm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not the best at this. You know, we tend to work best with middle-class podcasters and we can help some folks get there. But listen, in the end of the day, uh, I'm a technologist. I'm not a creative person. I, I, I can, I can make music, but, uh, but nobody seems to want to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, the technology uh, <laughs> part is still really important. So maybe, yeah. you know, you focus on the technology part. What should they pay attention to technology wise when they're first starting a podcast? Yeah, I mean, I'm just messing around. I can give some advice for starting, um, but but what I can say is that uh, if you're looking for advice on the content or advice on um, on structure and and on sound design, uh, I'm not your guy. But as far as the business of podcasting goes, I've got my head around that pretty good. So a couple things to focus on when you're deciding uh, how to get started. First of all, you know, the main way that people find your podcast uh, is by searching for it on Apple or Spotify. Those are the two largest platforms and the way you find podcasts there, unless you're on the very top of the charts is by searching. And so before you decide what your podcast is going to be about, and especially what it's going to be called, it's super important to make sure that your title of your show is unique, uh, is easy for listeners to spell and type in. 
and doesn't result in a bunch of other podcasts that, um, you know, when you search for it, that are either competitive or confusing for listeners that are trying to find you. So many times, you know, I've seen podcasts that are successful, but their show title conflicts with three or four other shows um, or, um, uh, you know, and then on the other hand, I've seen shows that capitalize off sort of riding the coattails of other popular search terms, right? So if you're a true crime podcast, you may think about including true crime in the title of your podcast. But don't just call it true crime podcast or you're never going to get found. Um, but if people search for true crime, you know, you might want to show up there. So you got to find that balance. You got to really name the show. Um, and, and it goes beyond just the name. It's also about, OK, what am I going to talk about and what's the content niche that I'm going to look at? And is there audience for that particular niche? Right? If you're making a beekeeping podcast I imagine that's not particularly competitive. There's maybe a couple other ones there. You should be able to create a title that's unique. If you're making a podcast that's like, I'm a 25-year-old girl just trying to figure things out in the city or whatever, there's 500,000, 500, there's a lot of podcasts just like that, right? And if you're going to carve out a niche and find your audience there, um, you need to figure out how to make your show unique and different, whether it's the title, the branding, the specific subgenre of that niche, um, to make sure that the listeners who are out there looking for the content that you're producing are going to be able to find you. Um, you know, that's the most important. You can create the best content in the world. Um, if it's about, you know, semiconductor technology, I don't think it's going to generate a ton of interest, right? So maybe that's all you want. Maybe you just want to make a cool podcast about semi, you don't care if people listen, or maybe just the 10 people listen that are into that, um, rock and roll. Um, but if you're looking to grow something and build something and build an audience and maybe monetize it someday, you need to be strategic about sort of what territory you're going to chase after. I think that's the, the most important thing when you're getting started. Very good point. And there's a reason why this podcast is called audio branding. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's what yeah. you're into. It's what you know. You know, I can imagine there's not a million other podcasts with the same name or the same topic. And so, you know, that's, that's smart. That's the right way to do it. <laughs> I come from the old world of SEO and internet marketing. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of necessary. That's, and that's a big part of it. You know, having your own website for your podcast so people can find it if they search in Google really easily, um, getting people onto a, not just to subscribe to your podcast there, but onto an email list, creating blog and other website content that is uh, in text that relates to the topics of your episodes. You know, these things, just like any other website or web property, that can be another, you know, great avenue for growth is, is focusing on SEO and trying to get some of that Google juice. Google juice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love how you put that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, so just uh, before we we're, we're kind of coming to the end here, but I wanted to mm. before before we come to the end, I want to ask you what you're working on now that you might want to talk about. Sure. Um, the next release that we're about to put out, which uh, we haven't fully announced, so I'll, I'll save all the details for is designed to help podcasters who are looking to run advertising that is not coming from Red Circle. So, you know, for a long time, we didn't build any tools or tooling to allow podcasters to run their own ads um, because it didn't make us any money. Um, but uh, as we've grown and the industry have grown, you know, we've got some podcasts that are making significant dollars through us, but they might find an ad, you know, maybe somebody reaches out to them directly, or maybe they find an ad some other means. Uh, we don't want to hold them back from being able to run those themselves. Um, and so we have some cool new stuff that's coming out in that domain in the future. And then on the advertising side, um, you know, we've got all this amazing automation, targeting, reporting, all this kind of good stuff. 
one of the things we want to work on next is called, you know, frequency cap and flighting. You know, essentially right now, uh, we don't have frequency caps on the advertising side of the platform. Um, you know, most listeners in a typical one month campaign that we run will hear an ad four or five times, but there's an outlier, you know, of somebody that's going to hear it 50 times and, and that's money wasted uh, for that advertiser. And so we're working on some stuff for that. Really exciting. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where all of this goes for you. So yeah, yeah I wish you, you every much. success with it. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> and how can people get in touch with you if they'd like to learn more? Yeah. I mean, you can just visit our websites, redcircle.com. Uh, if you're an advertiser, you can sign up there. If you're a podcaster, you can sign up there. Uh, if you want to connect with me, the easiest way to do that's on Twitter. Uh, my handle is just my first initial M and my last name, Kaden, K-A-D-I-N, M-K-A-D-I-N. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Mike. This has been a real pleasure. <laughs> yeah, same here. Thanks for the conversation. This was fun. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, why not tell a friend about this podcast? It's available in all the usual locations. Until next time. <laughs>